0: Welcome to season two of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability.
1: Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week on a brand new episode. Really excited about this one because this is a part two to so a part one that we didn't get a, really uh, get a chance to. Usually, finish. Are you excited when we do about these one? things,
0: we're like the highly requested. There was no requests for this. We're just doing it because we're running out of topics. Yes,
1: but we need. <laughs> People need to know more about Sua. But anyway, Sua, I know you have an opening question for us today. Oh,
0: shoot! Wait, hold on, hold on. I had one, but now I can't remember. Okay, you know what? I'll I'll wing it and tell you one that I asked John yesterday. So, okay. Um, so it, uh, it's kind of stupid. those are the
1: best ones, anyway. We
0: so. were wa- so we've been listening to Percy Jackson on audiobook. Do you know the Percy Jackson series?
1: Uh, I've heard of it. I have not read any of that. It's like stuff.
0: Greek mythology stuff. Yeah. He's the son of um, Poseidon. He's like a demigod. But anyways, there's this one scene. <laughs> such a nerd i'm so into it it's so fascinating okay full confession the other day we were eating dinner and Lila asked a question about god and how do you hear from god and john had the nerve to be like well you know it's like zeus when he's sitting on the throne i'm like please do not mix our god with the gods of greek mythology okay (laughs) please
1: he needs to stop listening listening to percy percy jackson he's got to stop listening to that that stuff
0: zeus is like reclining in his chair like no Anyways, um so there's a scene in which our hero Percy has to d- has to bathe in the river Styx and what happens is he becomes like Achilles. You know how like Achilles had like one weakness, but what it did was it amplified all of his strengths, but it mm-hmm. also amplified all of his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. This is kind of apparently what happens. So I was okay. thinking about it. So I said to John, I said John, if like you were to bathe in the river Styx, and like What's a everyone,
1: river stick?
0: It's like river, the sticks, the sticks river. It's like the name of the river. River oh, sticks. Oh, okay.
1: I'm, I'm thinking it, of like like wooden sticks. No, 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 no. It's, of, an okay. under,
0: it's a river in the underworld. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. it's
0: Hades' territory. Um, so if you were to bathe in this river and all of your strengths became amplified, but then all of your weaknesses also became amplified, do you think you'd be a good person or a bad person? <laughs> because, you know, like... Wow. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because everything gets amplified. And so if we're just human, everything's just kind of whatever. But if like your deepest, darkest parts mm. are also super, super amplified, a great question. would they outweigh your good parts? Or do you think that you would actually be overtaken by the weak parts? Does mm. this question make sense to you?
1: Makes, it makes so much sense. Okay, so what oh, is yeah. your opinion wait, on this? Wait, wait, I would like to... You go first, I got to think. Because oh. I'm sure you... Did you answer it for John?
0: Well, no, he answered it for himself.
1: Well, what, what um, did he say? We, did he well, say? We,
0: were, we were at dinner, so yeah, what um, did he say? the kids were there, and he was like... So I'm going to say it in Korean, and I'll translate for... He said... Because he could have say it in Korean. Co- he did
1: not speak in no, Korean. he said it in
0: Korean because the kids were there. You want to hear the kids here. Oh,
1: my God. So he said in his Kunglish. Okay, let's go.
0: So he goes, oh, I would definitely be... <laughs> which means bad person. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, he, like looked at the kids, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, I would definitely be a
1: a bad person." <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, I mean, this is the guy who, when I asked about Harry Potter houses, he like without even like blinking, he was like, "Oh, definitely a Slytherin. Like for sure." He's like, "I'm a Slytherin," and then he took like the Harry Potter quiz. And he was a Slytherin, like they sorted him into the Slytherin house. And he has like zero qual. And the, the, the concerning thing about that is not that he's <laughs> self-aware, but he takes such pride. Yes. In the fact that like he has this dark side, like as and if God he's a superior Christian. to me. Um, because I yeah. don't, you know.
1: Well, Sue, I know your answer. I mean, you have to answer this question, Sue. Okay, because no, no. no Sua, I you will have answer to. this question.
0: I will. I think our um,
1: audience will already know how to answer this question.
0: No, but can I can I make it uber spiritual? Let me uber spiritual. Okay, okay, Okay. all right. And today, today I was reading in Matthew. (laughs) Matthew, what? I don't remember the chapter. It's all blending in, but it's a chapter where Jesus is giving a bunch of parables, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees are all testing him, right? So he's like, he's like dropping the mic. And like using the Old Testament against them. And they're all like, whoa, like we can't test this guy anymore. Like he knows too much. But then they're yeah. like, how are we going to kill him now? Like that kind of passage. Yeah. Yeah. You probably know which chapter yeah. I'm talking about. Somewhere in the. Yeah, I don't know it's which one. In the
1: later. It's in the later parts of the gospel. So anyway,
0: yeah. um, but the whole thing is about how these people are so judgy. Like they're so judgy. Yeah. And they want Jesus to fit into their classifications. Yeah. And because he doesn't and because he won't surrender to like their pre-established notions, they want to kill him. Right. Wow. But then it's, that's me. <laughs> I was looking at it. And unfortunately, you know, the best scenario for me when I'm reading the Bible, I realize is like, I don't even, now that I'm in my late thirties, almost 40, and I've come to a place where I'm more self-aware when I was young, I would read the Bible and I'm like, Oh, I'm David. Yeah. Like I'm Esther. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm Abraham. Yeah. But then like, during like the middle years like i was like you know what i'm, I'm a bystander i'm a bystander like as long as i'm not like
1: you no know, you're I'm, you're not a bystander but, i think you're a pharisee
0: oh, no so i was like as long as i'm not like Heyman, you know like i just want i just want <laughs> to be a bystander so like my standard changed but then now as i'm like reaching my 40s i'm starting to see myself in the freaking villains and i don't really know <laughs> what's happening like this is not what I thought was going to happen in my walk with Jesus. I thought I was going to become more sanctified and then I would be like you back becoming, David. S- no,
1: you are becoming sanctified because you're coming in contact I'm with like, your I'm dark side. I'm man. Good. I'm
0: freaking Haman.
1: It's all good. It's I all was good. crucified
0: on the cross that I made. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but anyways. Um, Kasua,
1: Kasua, come no. on. We know no. that for you, you're good, far outweighs your dark. So if so you imagine
0: I become an uber Pharisee. But Jesus said they're a brutal vipers. He said they're like the worst. Not all like, of them. The not all ma- of them. Okay, okay. Not all. But Nicodemus yeah. is not. But like yes. the major villain of the New Testament is like the Pharisees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm an ample, like let's say I amplify that instinct in me, I am like Uber villain.
1: We're gonna get to that today. We'll talk about your Pharisee-ness a little bit today. So I think that'll be good. That'd be good. So for yeah. me, I that, that that's a great question. I wanna say. My positives will still outweigh my weaknesses and my negatives. I agree, and, and it would it it wouldn't be like a landslide like yours. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be so- it would be a a, a decent victory. It, it wouldn't be like a landslide like yours. Mine would be like a decent victory. It, it, it you know it would be better than like a marginal win. You know, so Wait, like, can I
0: ask you something as like to yeah. piggyback on that? So you know, in Greek mythology, the heroes <laughs> all have the mortal flaw. Like it's like that one flaw that results mm. in their downfall. Like every single yeah. one has one. Yeah. What is your mortal flaw? Mm. If you had to pick one that's like your Achilles heel, like this is the mortal flaw that if you if it brings you down, this is a yeah. one that would do it. Like, what do you I, think I, it is? Have you ever thought about it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say probably for me, um, it's I don't want to get too deep here. Um, I guess the, the my quick knee jerk thing I would say would be like perhaps anger, right? Mm. um but i think the deeper thing with that for me would be uh shame mm. right that would be my more of a flaw like if people are shaming me mm. i would i would i mean i i would i would get upset i get livid you know and stuff like that and it's different because like there's some people who wrote some bad things about me on um metro's google thingy uh Man, what's metro metro's community
0: google thingy? well
1: when you when you type in metro community church and then oh, you like know people reviews can, yeah oh <laughs> That's different. Like that's, you know, whatever. That's cool. Like, I don't know these people. It's fine. We'll say some bad things about me. It's okay. I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. But yeah, but I would just say like people that I do know. And if I feel like they're like disrespecting me or something like that, I think that would be my mortal flaw. What would be yours?
0: I feel like I've talked about
1: this. This, this is a great opening question too. What is your mortal flaw? It's like
0: judginess? Uh, And then I say really hurtful words.
1: Like really
0: hurtful things. And here's the thing, right? I don't think you understand this about me. Mm -hmm. You don't give me enough credit. I actually, you know, I know you you used to say to me like, oh, you're like the worst judge of character. I actually don't think I'm a poor judge of character. I actually think I get people pretty well. And so the good side of that is that, but the problem is I see people as they are, but I think very few things actually bother me. So that's kind of the part where I think maybe you think I'm a poor judge of characters because, like, things that bother some people just don't bother me. Yeah. But the good thing about that is that then I can connect with a variety of people very well because I Mm -hmm. see how they're wired. But simultaneously, when I see people, and I decide to use it against them. Yeah. It actually is very, very hurtful. And mm. I think this is why, like, some of the people that have been closest to me have said to me, like, when you're angry, like, some of the things you say, like, they stay with me forever, um, wow. because like I hit them where it hurts. Well, like and that I woman know.
1: who that your friend in college who got drunk and started yelling at you at a birthday party or something like that. That's well, jacked up.
0: Somebody recently, I won't say who, messaged me and said that person doesn't. <laughs> No, no, no. They said that no, person didn't am- deserve it. They said the other person deserved it. Oh, they the said that said, person,
1: yeah, I shouldn't ones, have been such the rich a woman, D the rich word. woman that got a house for her birthday gift or something. Yes. Yeah.
0: But they told yeah. me that the first per- the first friendship, I shouldn't have been such a D about it.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I that see, that's that's a thing. That that was a deep shaming event what she did to you in front of everyone in the party. You know, it's just like, oh anyway anyway i don't think that was a d move anyway so
0: (laughs) but anyways okay so all right all right so
1: today what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a part two on on interviewing sua because i i got like three questions last time and i was like i'll try to not do that this time yeah so we're gonna
0: cry either
1: yeah well no 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 we we definitely (laughs) affirm the crying emotions are good (laughs) on this podcast because that's what the weak pastor podcast is about but, uh, but yeah, just hurry up the question. Hurry I up will. the answer. I will. I'll try my best. Don't preface everything. But here, here's, let's start off light and then maybe we can get a little deeper, okay? Um, Sue, I just want to wanna ask you, have you like went to prayer like towards the end of the day and you just said to yourself, hmm, I don't think I sinned today. I have nothing to repent about. Have Hold you on. Thought-
0: Can I, sorry, this is so, oh my God, this is so terrible. Because I'm, I'm hijacking the question, the question again. Girl. No, I'm hijacking the question again. Yeah, this I know because you this are. Week, this week I was sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, we should do an episode on repentance because I don't think people actually know what that means. Um, And like, I also, it took me a very long time to figure out what it means for me to actually re- be repentant because there's so much in the Bible about repent. Yeah. Sorry, I'm totally hijacking that oh, question. We should, but... we
1: should do a we should do one on repentance, but I want I want you to answer okay. that question.
0: But I don't. But you're asking the question with the um like presupposed notion that I go through my day and then at nighttime I sit there and I repent all of my sins, which I don't do. No, no, no. no.
1: So when you when you when, when you kind of take a look at the end of the day, or maybe like the next time you pray, and you know, part of our prayer, we should repent. Do you do you like sometimes struggle? Holy smokes. I don't think I I don't have any sins to repent about.
0: No, because no, because no, 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 because but they're not like my numb. Okay. So I guess I'm bleeding into like a possible episode of repentance here, but I don't sit there and most of I mean, there's specific times when I'm like, oh God, like I really lost my temper with my kids. And like, I'm so sorry, God, like that was not right. So there are very specific things, but usually like my repentance is like, once again i did things the way i wanted to and like you did not like have authority in my life like and it's like a pervasive threat that went throughout my day where like i did i spent the whole day not thinking about god yeah um and it's usually like those things but that's all the time like i don't know what you're talking about like i mean what <laughs> sin are you talking about like give me an suha, example suha, suha. and i'll suha. tell you if i committed or not Sua, suha
1: suha suha so what? Just, just answer the question. It's a yes, because you don't really commit sin. Like you like yeah, this. What is sins? Cool-
0: Can you give me some examples? No.
1: Come on, Sue, you know, sins. Yeah. Like lying, like getting angry, you know, cursing and, you know, whatever. Like sins, like sins. I don't think cursing is see-
0: lying. I mean, I don't think cursing is a sin because I curse all the time. But I feel cursing? like as long as I had not direct it to somebody like F you, like to use it as a descriptor, like F and day. Like I feel like that's not really a sin. It's just semantics.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know what? All right. All right. But, Sue, I just think what our audience knows already. They know this. They know that there are days where you're probably like, man, I haven't really sinned. Like, I haven't really sinned. And uh, you ask God. Yeah. So for me, my, my perpetual sin, honestly, is um, it, just my lack of patience. Like, I just i am such an impatient person. And uh, it always, it always leads me to, to, to get angry, upset. Cause you know, my impatience. So.
0: And you're telling me like, I am like, that is such a. Dude, i like, see you drive. Such a chill. You are such a such patient a chill. person. Anyway. I feel like you're using <laughs> patient to actually mock me. Like the word you mean <laughs> in that context is not patient. Like what you mean is like more negative things all right. than patient. But, so,
1: so all, all, I, all, I. I just want you to take ownership of the fact that, like, yeah, of course you're a broken, sinful person, but you don't know want the real cool things about you now. I, I want to affirm you here. I just really sure, think now
0: you want to affirm me. Yeah,
1: sure. I, I just think it's really good, Sua, that you know, like you don't really struggle with sin. Like, yeah, you sin.
0: That it sounds like blasphemous.
1: But you don't like you don't have addictive patterns and behaviors that can destroy somebody's life. And maybe we can unpack that a little bit more. But seriously, and I think that's I think that's wonderful. I think that's a wonderful characteristic okay. about you. Right?
0: I don't have vices. Okay. I don't have vices. Like I don't gamble. I don't really I've never done drugs. Like, okay, that's not true. I smoked weed once. Um <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes. Like I don't um I'm not, like, I don't sleep around. Like, okay, fine. If you're going to talk about, like, the exciting vices that the world offers, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, like, all of those things, I have never dabbled you're, in those.
1: Sue, you're not um, an angry person. Yeah, you judge from time to time, but you're not an angry person. You're a pretty patient person.
0: No, you know what I'm but, saying? say, you're a pretty but,
1: good person. That's why John loves you so much.
0: Okay, but... And I, this, I feel like this is actually worse because now I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna be like, "Oh God!" Like that's even more holy. Know, it's so nauseating. pick
1: a, a grave, man. Just but P.P., like
0: there's. I have so much pride. Like oh, I have God. so much pride, and you know what? What are you pride, pride, pride for is like it? the worst. Yeah,
1: but what 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 pride do you have? Like, just share with us, share with us an example of your pride.
0: Okay, so for example, I've come to realize, that one of the reasons why remember, I think I confessed in this podcast recently that evangelism is very difficult for me, yes. And actually, one of the reasons I think why that's so hard for me is because I don't want to be associated with those Christians,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: that's pride for me because I don't want to lose face, and okay. um, you mm. know, like you know, like there's you know, the you know those Christians, like you know, like the Christian nationalists and like yeah, the Trumpers yeah, yeah. and like you know, like the hardcore Trumpers, like you know, I don't not people who for that. I just don't want anyone to be like...
1: Yeah, I don't blame you Like,
0: she's one of those.
1: I know, but should that really so be... I don't think that's pride, though. I think that's more fear. You know? That's more fear than pride.
0: No, it is pride because I'm basically categorizing myself as superior. And I'm like, don't associate me with those people. And I think that's why one of the reasons why I love Tim Keller so much... <laughs> Was because Tim Keller is not is like so far from those Christians. Tim Keller is a New Yorker Christian. Tim Keller is learned.
1: Right, that's, he quotes right, operas your, and that's, like that's your sin right there. No, right. Tim Keller is well,
0: yes, I, I, it's idolatry, idolatry and and idolatry. love spiritual lust and like you know. <laughs> recently, I felt like I was finally at a place in my spiritual so life that I felt like I was safe enough to dabble back into Tim Keller um, without being. <laughs> I don't, so anyway, I started listening to his sermons again. And it's just like amazing how quickly you get rewrote back into the idolatry. Okay. Because once again, I'm like, screw all the other podcasts and audiobooks I have. I only <laughs> want to listen to Tim Keller. Like, tell me more about this magic flute that you were watching on the, the New York oh my Opera. Oh
1: goodness gracious. You because he's so but he's, He represents
0: to me like the best of both worlds. Like he represents okay. like the best of us and also the best of Christians. And mm. it's like, I aspire to be that kind of Christian that you can put anywhere in like a, an audience of fancy New Yorkers and they can still be like, yeah, that guy is legit. Like, I think that's what I aspire to, but that's part of the pride because, you know, Jesus never said, like Jesus said I have to be a fool, right? But I don't mm. want to be a fool. I want to be Tim Keller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to the you next question. You are
1: hilarious. Question. Let's go you back are to the next hilarious. question. You okay. We just learned of a sin right there. Okay, so Lent, give up Tim Keller for Lent, all right.
0: I can't.
1: You have to, you have to give up it's Tim Keller too for Lent.
0: hard.
1: Okay, all right. So now I just I need to get so let's stop, let's take the focus away from you. I, I would love to get your thoughts. Um, how do you why do you think people go through sort of like the spiritual roller coaster? You know, there are times where people experience let's say like three months of just real spiritual bliss, but then they just like they fall. And then you don't see them and they're just gone. And then maybe they come back again. And like there's like things happen. People go through these spiritual roller coasters. Why do you think that's the case, Sua?
0: Why are you asking me that question? Well, like, how I would I know? I just think
1: You're, I know because you, you don't know. go through spiritual roller coasters, but I'd love to get your thoughts. Or or no, maybe, I do. maybe the better question is how do you think we can save ourselves hmm. from living in the spiritual roller coaster? Because I think that's the worst form of Christianity is just going through the spiritual roller coaster always, you know, and you're just constantly on this roller coaster ride. And I just think that's a real that's a real sad place to be, right? Because you're yeah. Anyway, I don't want to I don't want to share too much. But any any thoughts that no, you have I mean, on that? I definitely uh, yeah.
0: think that um I do go through a spiritual roller coaster, but I don't think it looks like you know going not going to church or something yeah. more um outward like that. And mm. I think um if I'm being completely honest for the majority of my spiritual life or like my Christian walk, a lot of the reason why I did not stop doing certain things like spiritual disciplines that I was told to do was because of the fear that something mm. bad would happen to me. Yeah, like, um, Like if I don't go to church, God's going to stop blessing me. Like if I don't tithe, God's going to demolish my finances. Like I had this kind of fear in the background where like, If I don't perform the way God wants me to perform, then God is going to punish me. And you know what? Like, I felt very guilty about that for a very Mm. long time because I felt like, man, like that is so not correct theology. Um, Mm. But then you know what? And you can correct me if you feel I I evaluate these things constantly. And there's a part of me that feels like not all of that was incorrect. Like, I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. that should be the motivation for why I seek out God so that I can get rewarded and blessed. But I think there is some healthy dose of like fear of God in there where I yeah. feel like I do understand that God has the power to do all of these things in my life. Yes. And I do understand that God has the power to take away things and give me things. And I think while the framework completely was not um right, I think that some part of it, like in my life, I've always had this underlying, sometimes healthy but sometimes unhealthy fear of how mm. god has power in my life. So yeah. I don't think that's all bad. Yeah. Know? Okay, what were you going to say? I feel like No, no, no,
1: no, keep going, no. keep going.
0: Um the roller coaster I think is more um so I think that's actively how pe- why people and I get into this roller coaster is because we're constantly in like the seek and receive, seek and receive. So mm. somebody mm. recently said that we treat god as if he's like a spare tire. Yeah. But, like we don't need him all the time. But sometimes when we run into a problem, then we're like, all right, where's God? Yeah. You know, like where's God? And so that's so instead of God being Lord over my life every single day, we only consult God on a freelance basis when when the end of our own abilities stops, Mm. we're like, all right, well, I run into this dead end now. So I guess I need God. God help me. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the seeking or something Mm. like something really so. I think that's been for me, and I think I confessed this previously in another episode, um, this year for me, the recurring theme so far, I know it's only February, but the recurring theme for me has been um, like, God's like, my thoughts are literally not your thoughts. And what Mm. that means is not that my thoughts are not your thoughts and the big things that you can't figure out. And so when you come to a place where you're like, hmm, my books and self-help articles are no longer serving me. So I guess now I should ask God. That's Mm. not how it works. It's even in the things that I think I know, like, this is so obvious. Like I told this is common sense. God's like, your common sense is literally not my common sense. Like your common sense is wrong, you know? And that already is showing me that I'm not trusting God to be my Lord, because I'm saying, okay, but these things, like I know God, like I know these things. Do you know what I'm saying? And I yeah, feel like yeah. if that if, since that I think has happened, that switch, I feel mm. less like a roller coaster because I'm like, I, I ask God about everything, like everything. Yeah. And I think it's like a discipline for me. And mm. God, John sometimes like, why do you ask God about everything? Though? Like, that's so silly. Like everything. But I think in that discipline of asking, I'm yeah. reaffirming to God and myself who is actually Lord of my life.
1: That's right. You that's know? That's right. I love it. I love it. That's a great answer. Okay. Good job.
0: Thank you. Good job
1: Pastor Sua.
0: Thank you.
1: That's fantastic. Good. I love it. I love it. Um okay, so you know, uh part one of this, I I, I left a sort of a an I I left the question. I said I'm going to ask you this question the next time, but I don't think I'm going to ask it. I said like what what is the darkest thing you've ever wanted to do or something like that, but clearly like in a previous <laughs> podcast i asked i shared our opening question was if there's a sin you can do and god gives you a pass on what would it be you said you would lie <laughs> so anyway so it's uh
0: i mean sometimes when i was dating john like when i was younger um i used to stalk the other girls that he had dated on social media
1: and that's a dark thing for you
0: i mean that's embarrassing oh god that's all so right. embarrassing. Yeah.
1: Okay, well let's 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 move on because that's not a question we really need to ask you. <laughs> that's a boring question for you. Um, Sua, so, uh, can you share with us what do you think the secret to joy is? Because when I think about you, I feel like you do have the gift of joy. You know, joy is different from happiness, right? Joy is only something that God can give to you. The years that I've known you, you 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 are this joyful person. It's not just because you exude that, but I because joy is very contagious. And I think one of the reasons why people came into your office all the time when you worked at Metro. It's because you have joy, like you actually have this joy that enjoys from God, and I think people want to kind of be surrounded and they want to get a little touch of that joy. So, what do you think is the secret to joy?
0: God, I think I'm a terrible person to answer that.
1: Yeah, but you live it all the time. No, so, I that's mean, why, though. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. I think I think you got to put that. You no. gotta put that to thinking and you got to you gotta workshop this one day. You no, gotta no, no, like no. be so, able to like teach people how to experience joy so in life. Did
0: you ever hear this whole idea that really, really, really smart geniuses are terrible professors? Yeah, yeah. Because they just can't teach things because yeah. it just comes so naturally to them. You've heard this, right? Yes. So okay. So when I was growing up, people used to always be like, literally, the question that I heard most was. What are you so happy about all the time? Like this is people you say this. My mom, my friends. I remember in high school there was this boy who was like dating my one of my best friends and he literally was like, "What are you so happy about today?" And I was like, "What kind of question is that?" Like I don't and I never understood until I had my first daughter. Yeah. And she's like that. Like she's mm. just happy all the time. Like all the time. And sometimes I want to ask her like, what are you so happy mm. about? And I think finally I'm getting a glimpse of from like the outside perspective of what it's like to see somebody who's like just constantly happy. Mm. So I, and I know you're distinguishing between yeah. joy and like happiness. Yeah. But I don't think I'm the right person to ask about that mm. because I think, you know, one of the gifts that God has given me, if I could call it that, is that I think I'm just a happy, positive person. And it's just my temperament. Like it's the way my daughter is. Like she's not like that because, you know, she believes in Jesus and now she has this joy. So that's why I wanted to ask you like wh- I mean what do you think cuz I'm not the right person okay. to ask about that.
1: So you know? what do I think So like how do you question- have joy?
0: No no how no. How do no, you no. have joy?
1: I'm going to I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to answer your question that I just asked you. I okay. think the reason why you're joyful is this 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 and that. This is this is just my thinking. Um and and I th- I think that helps. I think that helps. I I think um yes, you know, joy is a spiritual gift right? So you God's giving you the spiritual gift of joy, which is great. But sometimes we lose our gifts, right? I think one of the major reasons why I think you're able to live a life of joy is because you know how to handle disappointments. You know how to handle disappointing things. Like you have a tendency to like try to understand when people disappoint you. And one of my questions was actually, how do you deal with when John disappoints you? Like I'd love to know that because I think you know, Wait, didn't we do
0: that question last time?
1: Did we? No, no. Yeah,
0: no. yeah. I and I so. said it's, I, I said I can't yell at people when I do the stupid
1: things too. Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, see, exactly. That answer is exactly the reason why I think you're joyful. Uh-huh. Because when people disappoint you, you always look at well, you know what? I'm just as messed up too, and I do the same thing, or whatever. But I think you know how to deal with disappointments and 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 well. And I think people who are the most joyful people in this in this world are people who are able to handle and be able to weather disappointments and, and not allow that disappointment to become an idol in their life where it just ruins them. And then they get jaded, right? You get, once you get really disappointed in people, when people start failing you, then you start, you know, when you, when you have that bitterness, things like that happens. The other thing I would say is and the reason why that's so key is that I think you have a very high aptitude to forgive people. And, um, and if they've wronged you, that you're able to, you have a high aptitude to do that. And so that's just very biblical, right? Because Ephesians 5 says, don't let the sun go down in your anger. Otherwise you give the devil a foothold. And I don't think you've given the devil much room to, to um, you've, you haven't given him permission. You haven't allowed him. To, to rain havoc in your soul because you have been able to forgive people and people who might have hurt you and stuff like that so I think those are the reasons why you know I think you're you're a joyful person is that you know how to handle disappointments in life and you're you have a high aptitude towards forgiving people so yeah so that's 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 that would be my guess and because I've known you for a long time but I just think this is a point especially if somebody's listening and they're really struggling with joy because joy is people try to try to experience they're trying to spend money on, on happiness, but joy requires a lot of soul work and a lot of work in, in doing some hard work where you let God kind of do the deep work. And joy requires a lot of, I think, submission and obedience to God. And the one thing you do pretty well is you 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 obey pretty well, so... That's, that's so nice.
0: That's... I mean, you know, I mean, you do I know obey I'm...
1: pretty well. <laughs> like you were lying to your, you know, to your daughter's friend about a uh, parent about that not inviting so them to the And then like 10 minutes later, you're like, I'm so sorry. Like, Sue, let me just be honest. I gotta just, do it. I gotta do so holy, it. Man. That is so holy, man. That's so holy, man. I felt so bad.
0: Because I would have really just stuck with the want lie to.
1: and let it be, man. But you just said, I'm sorry. I just lied. I don't know why. I'm, yeah, blah, but blah, blah, you, blah.
0: it's better to do it than have to repent later. But just...
1: Exactly. That's why... Obedient. Okay, but, oh, yeah, So here it is. Obedience leads to joy. You're just a very no, obedient no, 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 person. That's very Obey that's God's a nice sermon
0: God. illustration. Right. No, but you know what? Um, <laughs> so and I nice I know I say this a lot, but have I, I've talked about my love, my deep love for Moana, right? The Disney movie. No, You've so never noticed no, so never. Moana is my favorite Disney movie, I think.
1: I fell um, asleep in that movie. Okay,
0: that right. doesn't say anything, you fall asleep through everything.
1: Especially Did you animation. Fall asleep, like, Top Gun. No Maverick. No way. I so I guess you do sometimes soccer. stay away
0: because that would have been the true test for me. If no, you really literally and, fall asleep throughout. I, I fall
1: asleep in animation movies. I don't know why. Just it doesn't matter how good it is. I just fall asleep. So anyway, it's not
0: realistic yeah. for you.
1: It's not real. Yeah. But I'm not okay, into I guess you know
0: what. Maybe it's because you're Gen X. So <laughs> all those like really good Disney movies, like you're not like Lion King generation. you know like i feel like you were a little too old for like the lion king to really hit you the way it did for us millennials but anyway moana is like my favorite why why because the whole story is about knowing who you are
1: Mm. it's
0: like the whole movie the thread. okay i'm gonna go very quickly into the gospel of moana (laughs) it's so good i cry every time
1: yeah Feel free to cry here okay go for it every
0: time so Like, okay, Maui, right? I'm going to be saying this and you're going to be like, who the heck is Maui? No, no, I watched Moana. I fell asleep
1: but I watched it, yeah.
0: That makes no... Those two things literally don't make sense. No, no, but I
1: woke up and I I saw the ending was really good, yeah.
0: You missed all the important content. Well, okay, so Maui's whole storyline is that he's a demigod, right? But what happened is his mom threw him away in the ocean because she didn't want him. She abandoned Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. So then he got rescued by a god because the gods took pity on him and they Mm -hmm. gave him this hook, Maui's hook, which makes him shapeshift, and all his life he's the whole point of why he like stole the heart of Taffiti is because he wanted to garner the approval of humans. He keeps giving mm-hmm. humans things, but they it's just not enough. He keeps mm-hmm. giving them things, and finally he's like, "I'm gonna get the heart of Taffiti, and this will make them finally love me." He's trying to overcome the shame of yeah. his mom abandoning him. Oh wow! Right? So the hook this represents who he is, and so at the end, so he he abandons Moana in the middle of the movie because he's like, my hook's about to break. I can't do this, right? Because it's like, who am I without my hook? But at the end, he finally figures out who he is and he literally lets his, he sacrifices his hook for Moana because he's like, I don't need this to know who I am. Okay, that's Mm. storyline one. Moana, at the end of it, right?
1: Wait, who's, there's a scene. Who is Maui? Who's the guy with the hook? Maui is the Rock's
0: character. The big guy with the tattoos.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay.
0: Okay, now Moana is going through the entire movie trying to figure out who she is. But at the end, right at the end, there's like the scene where the ocean parts. It's very biblical.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's nerd. Okay, go.
0: No, so like she's standing there. And this whole time she's been so afraid of Taka. It's like the monster, the fire monster. She's so afraid. But then there's this moment when she realized she's been chosen by the ocean. She's like the ocean little god okay so she actually says to the ocean let her come to me so the ocean parts and the monster starts like this ginormous fire monster is like walking towards her but mana is not scared she literally tells the water to part and let her come to me because she finally realized who she is right wow. she's like the ocean's chosen so then when she confronts Taka, this monster she gives her the heart that maui gave her and she says to takah this is not who you are. Remember who you are. It's an identity story. So then she becomes Fiti. Takah becomes Tafiti. The whole story is about n- us living our lives, not realizing who we really are. And who's when tef- we realize but- who we are, what?
1: Well, Tafiti. i have to
0: edit this crap out. By
1: the way, but who's Tafiti?
0: Who's Tafiti? Okay, you know Forget okay. it. We'll move on to All the right. next question.
1: I got, no, no, but that's good. That's good. Okay, man, you're 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 so passionate about this movie, Moana. <laughs> It's every
0: time she says, there's like that music. <laughs> you remember all the music. And then of the she's characters. like, she's like, let her come to me. I cry every time. Aww. It's so moving.
1: You know, you know, the, and I said this before, I think in the podcast, the thing, the, mo- the movie, the line that makes me cry all the time or the movie is Goodwill Hunting. Oh, At gosh, the so end, when he goes, What line? At the end, when he's like, Hey, Will, I don't know much, but it's not your fault. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, no, 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 you don't know. It's not your fault. And he keeps going like, I know. And he says like five times, five, six times. And Matt Damon is like, don't you F with me. And he just pushes him. Remember that? And then like he just says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Every time I watch that, I cry every time. Because I think if you've been abused, Mm. you always think it's your fault. There's something wrong with you. And that's what's causing the abuse. And that's why, like that scene.
0: Oh, it's a shame.
1: I yeah, it's a shame. I watch it every time, and you know it's it's on um it's on Stars TV and Showtime and, stuff, and I have those channels, and I always watch it, and I always watch that that scene because it's just so powerful, so so power. good. Will Hunting, honestly, it's my all time favorite movie, just because it's just I just I love that movie. I just absolutely love it. But anyway, okay, Moana, the Gospel According to Moana.
0: Yes, got on film, baby.
1: Oh man! All right, so I I got I got a this is this another question. Um, why do you think uh, people sometimes downplay some of their achievements?
0: Are you saying is people me?
1: (laughs) You're too smart. (laughs) This is why you're too smart. (laughs) I was hoping you would come with a really good answer. I was going to say Sua. That's you. That's you. Are you trying to be like
0: the the the, the, the sheep, the the guy who stole the one sheep, and it's like it's you.
1: David, yeah. Suha, you're too smart and too quick man Yeah, so i want to know something so
0: people me so i know why do you
1: downplay why do you downplay the things you've achieved in your life what's going on there i think we need to get to the heart of this like
0: what achievement
1: see this is the problem so like you always downplay everything everything i mean just in the short history of our podcast you've downplayed the fact of how well you did in your sats you keep saying i'm not smart i didn't do that well I didn't, i'm like How could you not have done well, right? Things. Somebody
0: actually texted me after that episode aired and said that was not a good score.
1: But you never shared your score. Yeah, but they knew. Yeah, but you see, like, so you always tend to downplay. Like, I've noticed this pattern. Like, no matter what you might have achieved, you kind of have a tendency to downplay certain things. You know, like, just your achievements. Why? What's going on there?
0: Okay, first of all, I feel like you're asking the wrong person because I don't even I'm literally not even acknowledging this. Like I don't think I downplay. I really wish, I really wish I had some achievements to downplay. Oh like sincerely, sincerely, I wish like sometimes like I really, but you know what? Okay, this is this is like confession time. I really wonder sometimes like why. Oh my god why I'm scared what's going to come out of your no, mouth no no so some okay so okay. my mother-in-law right my mother-in-law okay. is kind of awesome and sometimes she says things that i'm like man like it's so hard for like a mother-in-law to say something like that with zero irony like full sincerity like i just can't imagine so for example like if people say things like oh wow like like your son is like an orthopedic surgeon, like that's so amazing. Mm. She'll literally be like, my daughter in law could have done even better than him. Like she de- dead serious will but say that's these you. things. But that's you. No, right, right, right. But but there's there's no way I would have been an orthopedic surgeon. Like I can't look at blood. Like there's no, just no. No, 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 way. no, But I'm saying she kind of um,
1: downplays the stuff that you like, like you, because basically what that is saying, wow, your son became an orthopedic surgeon. Like that's also affirming her too. But then she's deflecting and taking the attention away from no, herself she's
0: not even like that she's just like she just like um like I'm trying to think of another example like I don't know she's just kind of like my hype woman you know um what do and, you mean like she I don't know I'm trying to think of another example like she literally went at John's graduation for residency like I was like, you know, like we say to each other, like, oh, like in Korean, like, like congratulations, yeah, 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 like yeah. your son is a doctor, yeah. like you must be so proud. Yeah, and like she literally will say to me, like, you did that, you did this. For wow. Me. Which you know what? Whether it's real or not, it's mm. such a difficult thing for a mother-in-law to say something like that to her daughter-in-law about their own son, Man. because our instinct is to you take the jackpot, the glory, the right? Yeah. So okay. Now, I say that because sometimes I think about when she says things like that, like I'm like, hmm. I wonder if I could have like maybe if I had really applied myself, like maybe I really could have had the prestigious status of being like an orthopedic surgeon. Because you know what? People are always so impressed when people when I say like when they say like, oh, what does your husband do? And I'm like, oh, he's a surgeon like Lila is so proud. She literally mm-hmm. finds ways to weave into conversation that her dad's an orthopedic surgeon about random things like, oh, yeah, yeah. giraffes. I like giraffes. Did you know giraffes have bones? Oh, do you know who knows a lot about bones? My dad. He's an orthopedic <laughs> surgeon. Like that guy. <laughs> yeah, she's just so proud of him, right? Oh, it's so she cute. She should be, right? Yeah. The title that carries a lot of prestige. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, like, I wonder what that's like to have a position that carries Mm -hmm. such prestige because never in my life have I ever had like that kind of like impressive resume, you know, like if I go to somebody and I say to them like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) I "I work at Metro and I'm not even a pastor. I'm just an ancillary service here. Like I said, if you're a pastor, you can be like, Oh, I'm a pastor. Like right. Korean communities, they'd be like, Oh wow. Like so hey. reverent. I'm just like, you know what my mother-in-law said for a really long time to people? What did she say? She said, I was your secretary. <laughs> 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 Cause she didn't know what non-pastors do at a church. That's the only oh. other position. So nope. when people would ask her, what is your daughter-in-law? Do she would be like, Oh, she works at Metro. She's the pastor secretary.
1: <laughs> you you could um suet when you could you can literally take credit for our relationship with englewood you know you can take credit for that you single-handedly could take all the credit for that because you paved the way for us to have this reputation in the city where the city actually really needs us and and they look to us for doing certain things but like, you're the one who opened that door. Really, you are. So you can you can be very, very proud of that. Very, very proud of that. But anyway, yeah. But you do, Sue, so you tend to downplay all your achievements and different things like that. and And, like, you kind of minimize those things. And I'm just wondering, like, why? Like, what is it? Is it, like, were you, like, maybe taught not to show off? Were you taught not to, you know, certain yes. things? Because you yes. tend to always downplay stuff.
0: Well um I'm think I'm um, as you're speaking I'm literally thinking like do I actually downplay or do I genuinely because I genuinely feel like there's a lot of things that I'm proud about in my life yeah um but none of those things are accomplishments um because I think maybe I just have very specific standards for what mm. i count as an accomplishment and you know what this i think some of that goes back to and i think i've said this on this like podcast mm. before but on the show before but um some of those things go back to like my family's belief that like you it's it can't be success if others can't see it so like if yeah. others don't acknowledge your success it's not real success and i do think there is some of that permeating like what i actually view as an accomplishment mm. versus not mm. um and so i i definitely so for example like being a happy stay at home mom with two kids in a happy household is not success because wow that's not something that others would look at and be like wow Versus Mm. becoming a doctor and an orthopedic surgeon, that is an accomplishment because people look at it and say, "Wow,
1: right?" So you need a whole new metric system because most people. I mean, you're right. I I guess I guess I understand why you would think that, but you know how hard it is to raise up kids and live in a home where everyone is in love and everyone it's a healthy home. That's one of the hardest things I think to do. Um, And you're and you're able to do it. So anyway, but but even though, even if you were an orthopedic surgeon, like even if you were. And I said, Yeah, she's an orthopedic surgeon. And you'd be like, But PP, I'm not the head of orthopedic that, surgery I would in the hospital. Not say just that. Would to a, no, you I wouldn't. You would downplay wouldn't. your achievements. I know you would do that. You'd be like, well, I'm not the head. I'm not the head orthopedic surgeon. And I'm just like, come on. Like you no, always I
0: don't think couple- I would. Maybe God should try me and give me like a really good position of power. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do wonder though, because of like my pride, if God did give me like there, okay. So There's two, not that this is, I know this is supposed to be an interview about me, but there's two people in my life that I look at and say, no matter what God would throw at these people, Mm. these people just would not become arrogant. One of them is you and one of them is John. Mm. Like I, I look at you guys and I'm like. Literally, no matter how much God gave them positions of like, quote unquote, power or like status or prestige in the eyes of the world, because sometimes they go like synonymous. They're not always the same thing. But sometimes like if you're a senior pastor of a large church, there is a lot of power and prestige and status, right? If you're an orthopedic Mm -hmm. surgeon, there is a lot of power and prestige um, that comes with it. But I feel like for both of you guys, and I don't know if this is your thing with my joy, um, but with John, sometimes I don't even think it's like a spiritual thing. I think that's just how he's wired. Mm. He's just a humble person. Yo, I and think it's his mom, man. His mom humbles him. No, no, no. no? Uh, if anything, okay. if anything, she has like okay. lifted him high. Okay. okay? It's okay. a Korean family with one son. Come on.
1: okay. okay. Um,
0: you know very well about the Korean yeah, families yeah, yeah. with one younger son. But, uh, and I say that because like with John, like, you know how like, so he's a surgeon, sounds fancy. Very but fancy. once in a while like he'll be like, "Can you believe I'm a surgeon?" It's so <laughs> crazy. Like it's it's like the novelty of it never wears off. Yeah, like he never yeah. gets there and says, "Oh, well, on to the next thing" or yeah. like, "Wow, like I've yeah. made it." Like sometimes it hits him like, oh my gosh, I can't believe God made me a surgeon. Like this is so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's and so that... good with his hands. He can build and, you know, make things with his hands. But like, it never
0: gets to his head. Yeah. It's very yeah, yeah. odd to me. Because I feel like for me, if I were in his position, I kind of would be like, yeah, that's right. Like I'm a surgeon. No, nah, I don't think so. But he's so like, Oh my god, this is so cool. Like yeah, it's so yeah. exciting for him still that like somehow he made it as a servant. Like how did God do this for him? Like this is so cool. <laughs> and I feel like you have the exact same thread in you where sometimes you'll be like, "Oh, I don't know how I did it as a pastor. Like I don't know how I wrote this 300-page paper. I don't know. I'm so stupid. That I don't you know how edited, I did it." That and you I'm edited like, it. You wrote it. Like you sat there and you did it. Like you you yeah, of course God did, but he partnered with you and you made this church. But you're never like, yeah, I grew it like it's always very like God did this. I like, think it's so well, cool. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a very nice compliment. Thank you. Uh, it's not about me. It's about <laughs> you, girl. It's about you. <laughs> but don't I don't
0: have that. Okay. So that's why God won't give me any accomplishments.
1: No, you have a lot of things <laughs> you have accomplished. and We're not going to share all of it because you would disagree with me on every single one of them, every single one of them. Um, this is interesting. I mean, I thought I was gonna use that Jedi mind trick on you. I thought you were gonna be, but you're too clever. You're like, ah, oh, is this are you talking about me? Do you think
0: I'm an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> you must think I'm a real moron.
1: Oh man, I was hoping we can get deeper into this thing. But anyway, okay. So I have two more questions, and I think this is just important because this is these are two areas I do know that you're good at. All right. And and I, I know you know too. So you're getting
0: you to ready
1: downplay to downplay, downplay them right now. No, 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 don't don't downplay this. of <laughs> what what do you think is is really a key like a secret to having a healthy marriage what is it sua like cuz so many like marriage is such a fragile ecosystem like it's so fragile mm. when people enter into marriage they don't realize how fragile it is right and any little thing could destroy it okay you and john have figured out how to have a good healthy marriage and so just based on your experience, not what you've read and things like that, what has been the secret to your marriage?
0: I asked this to John once. We were at the Metro office, actually. Did I say this? We were at the no. Metro office. No. The old office, not the new okay. office. Yeah. And he was sitting underneath the giant clock um, that used to be at the entrance
1: mm-hmm. in those
0: blue gym walls.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those um, gym walls.
0: And it was like our 10-year anniversary <laughs> year. <gym> <laughs>
1: You know, so it's nasty. like the
0: blue gym uh, mat color. Oh,
1: I, I still remember when the person painted the <laughs> office and I was looked at it and I was like, holy smokes is so blue. <laughs>
0: it's like you're back in oh. a wrestling. <laughs> oh, seriously,
1: it took me like I had those terrible mirrors of me getting I'm wrestling in these matches. I used to be so scared to wrestle, but anyway, okay. <laughs>
0: so so yeah. I asked John because it was our 10 years, and okay. I said, like, Hey, so what do you think is like our secret? So, like our happy marriage. And he literally took single handedly all the credit for it. He Mm. was like, It's because I'm such a thoughtful husband. (laughs) And he wasn't joking. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, fine. Fine. I concede. That is a big part of it. Um, I think a big part of it is um it's like it's not about me. If Mm. and I think that's such a hard Mm. It's so difficult to do that because I'm wired to make it all about me. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. just wired that way. My sinful flesh wants to make everything. I mean, I've said this before. It wants to make the Mm. heroes of the Bible about me. Like, it's just that's my instinct is like everything. So if, if John forgets to pick up his dirty clothes and put them in the hamper like I asked him to, it's a personal attack on me. Like, I'm Mm. like, you are doing this against me instead of thinking that maybe that's not his intention. Like he was, he just forgot. Or like, if he says something in a certain tone to me, I immediately make it about me like, oh, he, he's attacking me. And Mm. I feel like in the beginning of a marriage, that was very difficult for me because, um, I just took everything he did that I I was not happy with as a personal attack on me. I Mm. think, um, and maybe vice versa. I'm not sure. I can't speak for John. I think one thing is realizing, for me, realizing that, you know what? Sometimes that's just, he's just, that's not his intention. Like, <laughs> there is no intention there. And not reading everything he did to me as an attack against me. The yeah. other thing I think is, um, and my background has helped me a lot. My background in terms of like coming, yeah, I mean, some dysfunction in my family. But overall, I would say like a healthy yeah, family. I think just not. Ha- and this is not something you could emulate. So I guess I'm not really sure. But if you're asking me to be honest about wh- how yeah. our marriage has worked, I would say, you know, unfortunately, a big part of it, I would say like 80 to 90% of it. This is so not encouraging when I say this. 80 to 90% of it, I think, is because we don't carry baggage from our previous family backgrounds. Mm. Um, We were just very privileged in the sense that neither of us really had that much emotional unhealth to work through. And I think that's one of the only reasons why a marriage between a 23-year-old and a 26-year-old would work because we didn't have that much to undo. Mm. I think that um, uh, coming into it, if I had a lot of... um, like, So I'm not an insecure person. I owe that heavily to my family background
1: yeah Um, and john's not an insecure person
0: either he well he had a lot of the traditional insecurities that Mm. certain men of like their 20s carry i feel like this is a thing with men i mean tell me if i'm wrong i don't want to stereotype but i feel like men in their 20s have some really strong insecure and jealous tendencies okay maybe women do too it's just Mm. not something i suffered with i don't know but part of it is because like in my family my mom always said to me like You're the crap. You're the best. Any Mm. guy like in Korea should be like, that means like they've won the lotto. Like Mm. any guy who marries you is winning a lotto. Like you are the best. So I never once doubted in this marriage that my husband had a winning deal here. You know, like I never felt like I genuinely believed for most of my marriage. My husband cannot go out and find a better woman than me. Like Mm. I am the best that he could ever find. Um, That's great. Like, go ahead and try. Jenny would say but... the same
1: thing. Jenny would say the same thing. Hey, see, yeah.
0: there's like a comment, and I think what that that does is freeze. It frees up a lot of the marriage in a way to not. I don't know how to like. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like it gives us space to not yeah. be bickering about yeah. every single thing that everything is somehow hinting at something else. Yeah. You just don't think too much about everything.
1: I like that. I, like what, I mean, does
0: Jenny... Why does Jenny say that? Like, she... You think it's from her family of origin, too?
1: No, I don't... You know, she just believes it with her whole heart. Yeah. Like, she's like... <laughs> and I, so like, she's the... She's like, he's never going to find anyone better than me anyway. So, you know, like, she's just so confident in that. So, you know, and... Do you
0: think I, your children have gotten that?
1: I hope so. I hope so. You know, because they grew up in a good... You know, they've been privileged to grow up in a good home. So, I hope so. Uh, but, you know, Jenny it's interesting because I, I wouldn't say her, her parents were not like she was not favored by no stretch. She's like the middle child, mm. you know, and, and stuff like that. But I think like, you know, they, I think she did grow up in a home where there were always, she never got in trouble. She always said, you know, she listened well to her parents. She was very dutiful. She did everything that she was supposed to do. So like her parents just, they, you know, they, they didn't have to yell at her and like, you know, discipline her or anything like that. So they're always thinking like, you know, out of all the girls, you're the best one, you know, mm-hmm. like you're the best one because you're the one that has, you know, that, that, that is just really, you have the right personality, you know, to be like in a good marriage and stuff like that. So anyway, I remember, um, yeah, I remember when my, uh, my, m- my family, my parents met up with my, with Jenny's parents for the very first time, Yeah, uh, we, we had dinner and afterwards, I know my, my mother-in-law pulled my mom aside and said, you know, you know, he, Jenny's the best one. You wow. know, I, I, all my kids, Are you like, allowed to say this? I know. I hope, I hope nobody in my family listens to it. But she was just um, like, yeah, she's, she's she's. Should she's, I edit you know, this she's out? So, No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, but okay. anyway.
0: You know what? Before we move on, I do want to say, in, in terms of John's part, I do also think I've won the lotto because John is actually really, really, really thoughtful. Like, he's very, very thoughtful and considered, which I don't mm-hmm. know if people really would see because he doesn't seem like that kind of personality. <laughs>
1: he's certainly not going to talk about it because he doesn't talk much he's not going to promote himself so yeah
0: i mean but it's like his love language that he gives is acts yeah. of service like that's what he does mm. and so like little things like you know um like i don't know i'm trying like if i'm exercising like he'll make sure he 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 will see and he'll be like oh and then he comes in and he i'm running on the treadmill he like turn on the fan and like point it towards me or like mm-hmm. little things like that like he'll oh just he knows yeah. I don't like putting gas in the car so if he notices that my gas is running low he'll take it in the middle yeah. of the night before yeah. I wake up and fill my gas up like things like this and I feel like those things um coupled with the fact that he's very affirming of me like he's mm-hmm. so he will always say things like I I and I think he genuinely believes he's like I literally would not have been able to become a doctor without you and like he genuinely affirms me yeah like he says things like you are literally the best mom i have ever seen and he believes mm. me like he, yeah. and he believes it like himself i'm yeah. not saying that's true or not but the fact Stop that playing, girl but the fact right. that like he genuinely believes in me yeah yeah and he um, affirms me i think really makes me once again secure in the relationship which in turn gives me the freedom to not be worrying about everything that happens yeah. you know
1: you know, but I, I do want to say, I think what you said in the beginning was so profound In the secret to a good marriage, you know, it's not about you. I just, I, I think that was really powerful when you said that. And I want our audience to hear that because I think, you know, when it becomes too much about us and, you know, we feel like, oh, they should have done this or that or certain things, you know, I think it gets hard. It gets really difficult. And if we we could focus on our spouse and, you know them more than ourselves, then I think that can be a really healthy passage way towards a, a healthier marriage. But it's got to happen both ways, right? It's, both people have to reciprocate that. But I thought that was pretty profound. My last question before we wrap up today, all right? What is the secret to being a great mother or a great parent? Great parent.
0: Oh my god, this is exactly. But it's like the same answer. It's. I think the relationships are, you sure? is it, are is all. It, it's not about no. you. So I think relationships are all the same at, at the fundamental level. The reason, this is my theory on it. It's not evidence-based. This is just my opinion. I think one of the reasons why we can't do healthy relationships is because we make it all about us. Mm-hmm. Um, even with God, I think one of the reasons why we can't have a healthy relationship is because we make it all about us. Yeah. And um, like I read a parenting book by Paul Tripp and he talks about how parents sometimes make it seem as if like, if my teenage kid is yelling at me Because he's annoyed with me, somehow I make it seem as if like, oh, little little Paul woke up this morning and he decided Mm -hmm. I am gonna really annoy my mom today. Yeah, it's about I'm just gonna annoy my mom today. Versus we don't sit and think, oh, maybe the problem is that he's also a sinful person just like me. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that removes Mm -hmm. the layer of that personal attack, and I think this happens a lot with our closest relationships. I said this with. You know, with John, like I used to take a lot of things he did as a personal attack on me. I think we do the same thing with kids, and I think, in fact, we do even more with kids mm-hmm. because we have this layer of. But do you know how much I sacrificed for you? Yes. You yes. know, my vagina is in tatters because of you. <laughs> like, do oh you know? God. Like, do you know? Like, I mean, this is the kind of thought pattern that we have. Like, I have sacrificed all my disposable yeah. income, all of yeah. my disposable time for you. Like I have done so much for you and like you, this is how you're going to treat me. Like, this is what you're going to do instead of thinking they're also broken. I am broken. We're just trying our best. And maybe it's not about me. Like maybe they don't, that's not them attacking me. It's just they're wrestling with their own sinfulness, mm. just as I am. And I think removing that one step away and not being so enmeshed. Yeah. I mean, do you does this like make sense?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, in some ways, you know, and this is important because, I, you know, I said this to Jenny, and it's so sad because in, in immigrant families, I think this is so much more heightened than I think in non-immigrant families. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, yeah, like it's this idea that we sacrificed so much to come to this country. We came to a country that we couldn't even you speak the language. We did everything for you guys, and now you kind of owe us. And I just think that's so unfair for any child to feel responsible for their parents like it's so like Mm. it's it pains my heart to think that a child now as an adult has to feel like they have to now be responsible to take care of their parents like i just think it's so unfair because as a parent our job is to like let our kids thrive and excel and that's it and we cannot be the burden on their shoulders going forward you know, but so much of I know the Korean culture is really about that. It's like the kids have to really care for their parents and and, and keep that, you know, keep that on there and stuff. And so it's, it's really sad because I feel like people can't move forward in their lives when that happens. And so I think you did say something really important. It's not about you, but also like the, the thing is, let your kids be the person God wants them to be right. and let them just excel and don't be the burden for them, you know, and I think that that might be one of the reasons why I think you're doing so well as a mom is because you're not being a burden to your kids in that way. And I think it's just, like I just see this so many times when parents become such a burden to their kids. And especially as they get older, they become a greater burden. And you know, if, if you're listening, if that's you, please change that if you can. And stop being a burden to your child or to your children and let them be free. Let them do what God's calling them to do. Let them do what they really want to do in life. And don't give them the burden of telling them they got to do this when they grow up, you know, and like, we see that happen all the time. Like parents give their kids their occupation, what they're going to focus on for the rest of their lives and things like that. And actually kids, some kids do it, particularly immigrant families. Mm-hmm. They do it. And it's so sad to see that, that they're doing because they, they're they're carrying this burden that their parents have told them to do. And I just feel like it's so tragic. And so I do feel like, you know, uh, Sue what you just shared was really important about parenting. You know, um, like,
0: remember when we read that, I I quote this article a lot because I remember I was really impacted by it, but remember you, oh my gosh, remember you photocopied all those pages from that Henry Nowen book?
1: Oh yeah. And I go
0: back to it a lot because I think that's, it goes very perfectly with that whole idea of like, it's not about me, but um, I think a lot of times we don't get, not to make it like super spiritual, but we don't get from God the things that we can only get from God. Mm. So then we start seeking Fragmented versions of it from our friends, our spouse, our children to like give us that approval that we are seeking. You know, if only my spouse would do this for me, then I would feel loved. If only my child would do this for me, then I would feel like I'm truly approved and loved. But we can't get these things from broken people because they're broken just like we are. We can only get them from God. Like, once again, going back to Moana. (laughs) We can only know who we are, like really know who we are in God, right? Like only the approval of God is full and complete, but Mm. we keep asking our spouses and our children to do that for us. And then like Henry Nouwen said, we become demons. Yes. We become little demons. Like that was such like um, savage language that I remember reading it being like demons, like that's a little extreme but then if I look at my behavior in those moments when I'm seeking from people who cannot give me mm. the things that I'm seeking that I can only get from God, I do act demonically like yeah. I am being a demon. I'm yeah. being a burden yep. on them. Yep. I'm hurting them. Yep. I'm destroying myself and destroying the most close relationships that I have. It's yep. demonic. Yeah. You know, and I feel like. um mm. That's why, and again, like, I know this sounds so like prosaic and cliche, like, yes, do your spiritual walk with God and everything will fall into place, like seek the kingdom and everything will fall into place. But like, I really feel like if you don't know who you are, like, if you don't, if you're not getting the affirmation from God, if Mm. if you're not reminding yourself, like, I'm a child of God, I am a child of God, I have everything I need in Jesus, you're gonna seek it out from other people when they fail to give you what you want, because they will Fail because they are also broken. Then you're gonna crash. Another, yeah, yeah,
1: you know. Yeah.
0: So yeah,
1: that's powerful. That is a great way to end it. That was awesome. so powerful because I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. We. It, when uh, you said something, you know, along the lines, uh, and 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 it bears worth repeating. You said, whenever we make any any relationship about us, it'll mm-hmm. never work. And you said, and it's the same thing with God. When we make it all about us, it's not gonna work. And it's so true. And it's just so sad. Maybe that's the the roller coaster that people get through in a spiritual roller coaster. When we, when we opened up with that question in the beginning, is because there are times when we don't make it about us, and then we're just doing really well with God. But then there are times when we make it all about us, and then we're just really struggling, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. So, but anyway, yeah, Sua, what a what a great interviewer interviewee you are. It's what great a great to,
0: interviewer you are. Oh, we're, so, so, great great to to we're so great together
1: we're so great together all right well if you think it we're great just please comment <laughs> no I'm just joking anyway but we want to thank you so much no, for listening. Cheating.
0: write yeah. us a review
1: yes write us a review we'd love to hear that um, it'll help us and uh, share with your friends if this podcast was helpful too and just want to thank you so much for listening today have a great day bye